Welcome to the first episode of We Are Everyone, powered by Pivotal Moments. Right now, um, coming together and mental wellness is more important than ever. Um, we started this podcast, we were planning on doing it anyways, but we started it um, just knowing where the state of our world is. And we want to highlight really important people who have um, really pushed through um, hard times and share different ways to kind of overcome and move forward when we're in these challenging times. So we have our first guest on We Are Everyone. I'm your host, Jen Sherman. Uh, and we have Alka Dillon. She is the CEO and founder of Technolink and also the author of The Ohm Factor. So welcome, Alka. Thanks so much for joining us on the first episode. How are you doing today? Doing great, Jen. So happy to be here with you, even virtually. Even virtually, right? I mean, this is the new new way of uh, new way of living for a little bit, right? Completely. Um, so, can you kind of tell us a little bit about your background? And you know, you are an entrepreneur. You have a family. Um, you've built this great business, but also you have this great spirituality, um, mindfulness aspect as well. So, could you just give us some background to start? So I'm uh, the founder and CEO of Technolink. Technolink is an IT services and management consulting firm headquartered in Tyson's Corner. Uh, I haven't been to the physical office in a couple of weeks, uh, given what's going on uh, tragically in the world right now. Um, however, I'm here with you virtually, and we operate in a few verticals. Um, we do cybersecurity, agile development, and DevOps. Um, it's a really exciting time because we, for us, um, in the sense that we feel that we can make a difference here. We do a lot in the civilian space, especially in Homeland Security, doing a lot of, um, supporting a lot of critical programs. And if you can help people in a, in a time um, through your business, in a time when they are suffering in any capacity, I wanna be a part of that. So I'm really honored that uh, Technolink is uh, participating in that space. So I started Technolink out of um, my basement 20 years ago. Um, and you know, here we are 20 years later. You know, the, the biggest thing is uh, people always ask me, you know, what made you start it? I mean, weren't you scared? What was that like? You know, um, of course I was scared, I was terrified. Um, I had you know, no, banks aren't giving you money. Banks aren't giving you money today. <laughs> they certainly weren't giving it 20 years ago. So um, what I had done was I, I think it's very important that you um, learn your craft and know what you're doing. So I worked for a competitor for five years and really learned the business and made sure I knew how to do everything. Mm -hmm. um, what happens is, Jen, is that when you think you know everything, that's when you find out you know nothing. So what I did was I was great. I was their number one rep. It was a Fortune 100 company. I saved up a ton of money. I said, great, I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to kill it um, you know, when I do it myself. And uh, so what I did was I went out and got cl class A office space, which is not the smartest thing to do because you're starting out. And I hired 10 people to work for me, like overhead. And I had a non-compete where I couldn't touch my old clients for a year. Yeah. So you have overhead, you have started, you have, a, you have a huge space that's bright and shiny and you have zero clients. 
So I had to learn how to pivot very fast and learn what to do and what not to do and realize that I could still be in touch with my clients without doing business with them and then just started rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding. And, you know, here we are today in, in, in the space. Um, throughout all of that, there was a ton of stress. Mm-hmm, I bet. A lot. <laughs> and, um, and I wrote The Ohm Factor um, in 2015, actually. And it was, um, it's completely vulnerable, right? It, it was me sharing with the universe and world and everyone all the difficulties that I've experienced in every negotiation and every type of relationship. And I was realizing as I was dealing with them that I was tapping into a lot of ancient wisdom that um, I happen to be of Indian origin from uh, from India and um, th- that my parents had, uh, you know, instilled in me. And I realized I was tapping into those things in the moment. And that's mm-hmm. what's key. Because what happens is we're told so many times, uh, go see a therapist, write in a journal. What do you do in the moment, though? What do you do when you're on the floor hemorrhaging, you're, you're having trouble breathing, you're having trouble wondering what's going to happen to you tomorrow? Forget about tomorrow in the next minute. So that's what was happening to me, right? There would be times when I remember in 2008, I didn't even think our doors would open again. You know, it was, it was, it, there was a lot of trouble going on, you know? Um, and so I, what I've done in the Ohm Factor, the book is called The Ohm Factor, and it's very plug and play. I've taken seven emotions that we all feel. Some of them are, let's say, anxiety or feeling overwhelmed or feeling anger and resentment. I don't know if you've felt any of those things before, but oh, I, <laughs> I certainly have. And um, I, I, I give plug and play tools on how you can deal with them in the moment without anybody knowing, without anybody knowing that you're doing anything to deal with it. And what I noticed was when I employed those tools that took 30 seconds, some of them took two minutes, some of them took 15 seconds, I noticed the outcome started to change of my interactions in the moment. Right. And that to me, um, we're in a society, Jen, I feel, and I'm sure you feel this way too, where it's like a microwave society where you want results now, you want to feel better now, you want the pain to stop now. And that's what I try to help with, with that, you know. With, um, with you know, the current climate and um, that rush of feelings, it's kind of like they're coming all at once and it's very overwhelming. And I think where it's also important is that someone who does have anxiety like myself, I know what anxiety feels like, but during a time of, you know, where we're at right now with the coronavirus, I think a lot of people are experiencing anxiety who haven't ever experienced it before and they don't know how to name it. And so, you know, the idea of mental wellness and with, especially now with Pebble Moments is that, you know, it's not just about um, reacting Right. I think a lot of us are in that reactive state where we want to put a bandaid on it and take, you know, go on some kind of medication or do something where it's like, how can we just live in more of a healthy state on a day to day basis? And what kind of tactics can we implement or suppressants, depressants, whatever that may be to cure that those feelings that you have? 
Right. And I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like we're in a state right now where there is absolutely a place for medicine for, you know, for um, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, any kind of, you know, if, if you absolutely need that. Right. But to me, if there is a way where you can go within, and that is what I do in the foundation of everything I do personally um, is through meditation. If there's a way where you can tap into yourself and um, embrace the fear, right? Mm -hmm. There was that movie, um, you and I were uh, talking about this a little bit ago, um, Inside Out that, you know, the, the children were watching and they had all those emotions, anger, fear, all, all of those things. And, and if we can accept that, not that fear is our friend, that's so cliche, but that fear is transient. It is an emotion that is transient just like happiness, just like sadness, just like anger, it is transient. So this too shall pass. If you know that intrinsically in your mind that this will not be forever, I promise you it will not be forever. And you can breathe through that moment and really get in touch with your breath. Time, which I really feel is a shapeshifter itself because time's a, a man-made construct anyway. There is no time and space. It's just, you know, we're all here. That's a different conversation. But um, but it, it, you can really stop time for a second, or you can make time go faster as you'd like. So what I would recommend to everyone in that moment is to first acknowledge the emotion that you are having. I'm scared right now. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified right now. I can barely breathe right now, right? And then slow your breathing down. Take a deep breath in. Remove yourself from the situation if you can physically. Now, in this situation with the coronavirus, we're dealing in very close quarters right now. You may have five people in a thousand square foot space, oh, or yeah. you might be yep. blessed with a, you know, with a bigger space. You know, it doesn't matter. But you can always get yourself, whether you have to go to the bathroom, right? You can excuse yourself to take time for yourself and connect. And then I don't want to use the word center because um, that again is also very cliche, but get to a place where you feel like you are more in control mm -hmm. of a situation. And, you know, the thing that I like to talk about, you know, here when we talk about control, because I think I happen to be a type A personality. So I like, I love to have control. I don't know about you. How are you uh, yeah, type it, it, that's right. Anxiety and type A personalities don't exactly mesh well together. Exactly. So, but here's one thing I want to share with everyone that in this time with the coronavirus, for all of us type A people, we actually have control. We have mm -hmm. control. And that is the beauty of it. And I don't know if everyone's really realizing that it clicked for me the other day that, you know, we're in a situation where we can control by social distancing. We can control by, you know, washing our hands. How we choose to navigate, how we choose to walk through this virus and this attack on each one of us is up to us. So we can choose. So for all of us that feel anxiety, I do too. What for all of us, take heart in that, take heart in that, that you have control over this and you can control your response. 
Yes, no, I would agree with that um, 110% because the that's what I'm practicing in the regards of control is that we are we are in control, right? I mean, we can't control everything around us. I mean, I have so such anger and you know distaste to some of the decisions I've seen of peers of mine or see people in my network um, of how they're necessarily dealing with this. But again, a I can't control what they are thinking. Everyone's processing this very differently. Um, but the only thing that I can do is control my feelings and to, you know, name them, recognize them and keep knowing that this is a time period that's going to kind of be a little, not, a, not awesome. Um, but I also think it's a time period for us to take a pause and to reflect and to think about, you know, who, you know, who do you want to surround yourself by? What are you doing? What you really want to be doing? Um, you know, I know there's a lot of layoffs and all this stuff that's happening, but a lot of that stuff is temporary for now. And and, and at that same time, it's, I feel for the world, um, but maybe if you did, if you got laid off, this is a time to find, maybe there's another talent that you have, you know, how can you innovate? If it's an industry that is not going to be coming back that soon, what can you do to innovate and um, generate revenue during a time period that is um, vulnerable? And I think, everyone's freaking out. They're freaking out. And um, I, we, need, we need to spread this word and message um, as much as we can right now because there's such noise and negativity in, in, on social media and the media and, um, you know, kind of just finding that person. Like I, for me, I'm trying to limit my social interaction with people because everyone's handling it differently, but kind of finding your one person right now who you can just go to talk to um, through this um, process, so. Absolutely, and you know, I, I love that, Jen, what you just said is, it, you know, finding your unique gifts, um, getting in touch with those, and after you get over the panic of the, oh my gosh, I'm in this situation, oh my gosh, I'm laid off, oh my gosh, how am I gonna, I mean, there are people that are wondering how they're gonna put food on the table, how are they gonna access healthcare? I mean, we are not minimizing any of that, exactly. but I love your suggestion that, you know, tap into your unique gifts and talents because we're all, we all have those, you know? Um, I also love what you said about getting in touch with the, with your person. I mean, social distancing does not mean social isolation. Mm -hmm. It does not, you know, this is the time where you, you said it so beautifully, where you connect with those whom align with you, right? Who uplifts you? Who makes you smile? Who makes you feel better about yourself? Who makes you feel like you can conquer the world? Who makes you realize that this is indeed temporary because it is? You know, exactly. I agree exactly. with you completely. Exactly. I know it feels like time is going by so slowly right now because in my mind it is. I'm like, how is it not the end of March yet? Um, but, <laughs> but it's kind of, a, it, it, for at least for myself, it's a time period for me to spend with my family. Um, and get closer. I don't think I've been with my brother for this long time period, like since we were living in the house when we were growing up. Um, so I'm cherishing those moments and um, being patient. I mean, also at that same time, you know, being a parent and having to manage um, keeping your kids fed, keeping them entertained, educated, and also being able to function and run your business. Right. I mean, there, I feel for so many parents out there and college students who are graduating. I mean, there's so oh. many factors at play. And in my intern who um, was supposed to graduate this year, it was like, how 
she's in this mindset where like how it, like the world's collapsing and I'm like, yeah, everything will be okay. Um, I have a friend who's supposed to get married. Everything will be okay. I mean, I also love seeing pictures of people having babies and still getting engaged. I saw a virtual wedding and it was two people with the rabbi. And, I'm, and I think there's so many still ways you can celebrate life and to celebrate life, especially during a time where um, if you are waking up every day and that's, that's the best gift that you can have. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, so I have two children and they happen to be on spring break. We were supposed to be in Mexico and right now and, um, and, you know, have, uh, you know, that trip has been postponed and you're, while you're working, you're trying to make it so that um, what we try to do is we, we don't try to sugarcoat the situation, right? You talk about what is happening and you empower them with the fact that guess what? You now have, 24 hours that are in your control, how you want to spend them. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll choose to spend some of them with us. And, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, so you go outside, you take walks. I mean, obviously practicing social distancing, which not a lot of people are out there, right? You're playing outside. They have each other. They happen to be um, brother and sister four years apart. So they're, <laughs> they're at each other's throats at times. They're, you know, you know, um, really discovering each other in different ways, you know? Um, and, and I think you're right. If you can put, you can get up and put your feet on the floor and take a breath in and it's a new day because the sun always rises, you yeah. know, and you can be a part of that, then you are indeed blessed. And I think it's at this point where we need to, um, you know, the, there, there's so many cliche sayings that we're, that I'm saying right now, but the counting of your blessings and really practicing gratitude, I think, um, is what brings more to you. So I, you know, for me, I practice gratitude on a daily basis. Um, not just, it's not just in the morning, right? It's at any moment where I might notice something like, oh, I saw that beautiful flower outside. Oh, look how the rain is hitting, you know, those leaves out my window. I'm grateful that I can even see that. There are people that can't see. Yeah. I can smell what's cooking, you know, in the kitchen. Thank goodness for that. I can hear the laughter of my children. I can hear the conversation we're having that you are, you know, putting out your time just right now to get this message out to just help. Even if you could help five people, you might help five million. It doesn't matter. You're doing this. I think that's brilliant, you know, and, you know, being able to see, being able to, you know, touch certain things and feel certain things. I think these are, these are very, um, th these are things that are taken for granted. No, I, I would agree with that. And also to that note, um, the time where I was speaking. So I I'm, was in a podcast club, a virtual podcast club, and we were talking about um, resiliency and transformation and reinvention. And those words um, are words that we're, we always kind of talk about, but we're always running. America has been running and other countries around the world on a hamster wheel very quickly all the time, right? right. And again, as we spoke about, this has allowed us to take a pause of self-reflection. With that said, we live in a beautiful world. Um, I think this is the world and universe telling us to slow down and to also just like look at it. I think it's really bringing up, I use this analogy, is that it's bringing up all of this acne that has been just in your face and it's bringing it all up at once. And it's going to probably, it's going to have to pop. It's not quite there yet, but it's 
it's going to, and I think we're gonna, we're seeing so much transparency about what really what's going on in our country. Um, it's kind of just, it's, and it's ripping off the bandaid a little slowly, not that fast. And it's hurting a lot of people, but I think we're able to take this time as a nation, um, there's going to be some time, there's going to be a time period where we're not going to be unified, which I think it's going to be now and over the next couple of weeks. But we're looking at a new normal and a new economy. And um, I am not by any means excited about what's going on right now. It's terrible. Um, and there's so many lives in the healthcare system and all these people are putting themselves on the front line to save lives. But with that said, you know, at the end of the at the end of this dark tunnel, there is going to be light, and I'm just for at least me trying to continue to see and move towards that light. That's beautiful, and and I agree with you. I mean, I think we first need and foremost need to acknowledge the real heroes in this situation, and those are our doctors and our nurses and anyone in healthcare right now that is putting their life on the line for all of us. I mean, you see all those signs out that, you know, we are, you know, here, you know, you, the least you can do is stay at home, right? You know, we're here so you can, you know, we're here for you. Um, the thing I've noticed right now, it, when you talk about moving towards the light and things like that, what's happening right now, because people are so anxious and so deeply terrified, there's a lot of finger pointing going around, right? Yes. Whether it's towards mm -hmm. our president, whether yep. it's towards our spouse, yep. whether it's towards our coworker, whether it's everywhere. And like you said, I believe that the universe is giving us a wake up call to point it here, right? Yeah. Take a minute, take a beat, go within yourself because you know, it takes two to tango. And it, it this, this is the perfect time for that self-reflection. I mean, when you talk about resiliency, resiliency is only built from going within. You cannot be resilient by, um, you know, you know, when you work out, you have to, you're, you're working out to make yourself stronger. You're working out a muscle, right? You also need to work out within. You need to work out that connection within you, right? And the best way to do that is if you can sit in silence. Now, I don't want to, you know, people think about meditation when I talk about that. They're, oh God, I don't have the time for that. Well, first of all, if you say you don't have the time for that, you're the person that needs to meditate. I'm going to tell you that right now. hundred so, <laughs> Right? And um, so, so when you, when you say that it's, meditation is only, and I'm going to, this is not sexy. Okay. But it, it, I'm going to simplify it in 10 seconds. You are simply, and maybe at the end of this, we can do one together, but it, but the point is all you are simply doing is sitting anywhere. I don't care if it's at your desk. I don't care if it's on the toilet. I don't care if it's in a special space. You don't have to wait for that special space. You are simply sitting with your eyes closed so you can connect. Cause that's the way to connect to yourself. And you are simply and only observing your breath. Now, the thing is, you people sit and think, oh, I have to do that for 30 minutes. I have to do that for 60 minutes. Oh, I have to breathe in five counts and then I have to hold it and then I have to exhale. That is too much. That causes anxiety. That causes me anxiety just saying it. So all you have to do is just observe your breath. And even if you do it for two minutes, but you do it consistently. You do it every single day for two minutes. It's better than the person that says, oh, you know what, Elka? I meditated for 60 minutes today and they did it once a week. They're not going to see any difference. If you do this for yourself and think of it as a workout of your being, of your mm -hmm. soul, and you do this for two minutes, I promise you, you will 
not only see things change around you, you will respond completely differently because people will be meeting you from that light, as you said, Jen, because you will have that light within you that will then exude. And you'll see the glow, like I can see the glow on your face. Yeah. You know, you have that. I can tell you do certain types of whatever type of meditation, you know, people, you do something, I can see it. And so um, you see the glow on the person's face. And and when they meet you, I always say to, to, to anyone that I want anybody that comes into contact with me to leave better than when they came, right? Yeah. They should have either learned something or even felt better. And, and for that, then I feel then they take that along and that's in my control and they spread that and they spread that. And that's how, you know, this virus is indicative of, to me, this is my humble opinion, is indicative of our collective consciousness. Oh, right. Yep. There was a lot that needed to be purged. There yeah. was a lot that needed to happen right now. And I'm not talking about with death, right? I'm talking about in our mindset because there is going to be a point where the finger pointing is going to stop. It's going to stop because there's nowhere else to go. And when everything falls to the bottom is when you sit, you know, if any of us have been in a very, you know, dark place, you can imagine when you're sitting, you know, you've been sitting on your bathroom floor and you can feel the cold tile and you're that low been, in your life. Been there. Been there? <laughs> I've been you there know, too. It's like, it's been there, but it's like the uplift. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, we're purging and I know we're purging and yeah. I'm just trying to do my duty as the young, you know, girl. frankly, young people are still getting it. So I'm just saying, but I'm do. I, I, all you can do is your duty, but I also want to, been seeing how the the I I'm pretty much numb to the news at this point because yeah. of how and I and I actually didn't I don't watch the news typically um before this uh, now I have been but it's it makes my brain hurt um of how <laughs> much of this finger pointing anger is just like pent up and I'm like just let the man do his job sometimes and just stop like harassing on both sides and it's like this is the whole thing with how we are and that's that's just what we see as visible there's that going on everywhere in the country and the world um and i think this is a time for we are a global economy we are global you know we're, we are america we are global we're all connected and this is purging us like it's purging the world i mean it's in every single country i don't think we've seen anything like this and yeah. And you know, and you know what happens? I don't know about you. And I, I, I agree with you regardless of what, this is nothing. This is bipartisan. Yeah. This has nothing. I don't care if you like who's in the office, if you love who's in the office, it is the office. And right now we, we have to try to rally together, right. And support, support what it is that is happening, right? We have a lot of people that are very bright <laughs> that are that are advising and and the cream always rises to the top. So I have full faith in that, that that's going to prevail um, as long as we can get the supplies out to people. But, you know, for, for, for everyone, for every one of us that are sitting here, and if you choose not to watch the news, which is probably a bright thing, I mean, you can get, you can get what you need to know once a day. You can yeah. get it on the wire. Mm -hmm. You can get it. You, you you can get what's happening. You don't need to succumb yourself to to the rhetoric, right? Um, but but what you what you can do is is come you know 
refuel yourself during this time and, and, and make those connections and things like that. I think that that's really important. And I think when you were talking about the younger people, I think what's happening is everybody's going through their own, um, their own way of looking at this and they're, they're looking at this and saying, well, you know what? So first it started that you have to be older to have this, right? You have to be, you're going to be in your sixties. Okay. The younger people are like, I'm not in my, you know, I'm not in my sixties, so I'm immune to that. So then they were, you know, going out more, they were still going to parties. They were still going to spring breaks. They were still doing all these things. Then one of their friends gets it. And then they're just like, wait a minute. Oh, well, they had a pre-existing condition. So that's why they're very sick. If I get it, I'm still going to be, you know what I'm saying? There's these, we try to separate ourselves so much that it's not me. It's not me. It is you. Right. But the messaging too, (laughs) like the media did say that. So that's what people you don't, I can't blame them. I mean, for me, I have anxiety and I have a hypochondriac. So of course, you know, I see one thing and I like self-isolate hand sanitize all the things, get all the food, right. but that's not the norm. And so that they, the, the media was instilling that invincible complex. So, and then they back, you know, now they're saying it, it's just the messaging. And as a, as a, as a marketer and digital strategist, the messaging is just, it, this is going to be a huge case study because it's like, it, we're, that's where the uncertainty and anxiety comes. And this is when more important than ever that, the act of meditation and it doesn't have to if it's not breathing necessarily for everyone to find some kind of act of meditation and that could be their own form is more important than ever now um absolutely and so because um just to kind of wrap things up in regards to what advice would you give to um any person any age um to kind of push forward and you know wake up every day hopefully optimistic, um, and just to stay kind of sane throughout some unprecedented times? Well, first of all, you are amazing. Not just you, Jen, but everybody sitting here and that is listening to this. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You were put here on this earth to walk. We were all given a certain amount of breaths here on this earth. You want to make every single one count. It's not that your breathing does not stop because we have a crisis right now, right? This is when you're going to rise to the occasion. This is when you're going to pass along your unique gifts, whether it's to somebody in your family, whether it's to a coworker, whether it's to somebody that needs to hear it on the phone. And then you can develop, like you were saying, Jen, something that you might be doing better if you're laid off or whatever it is. But I promise you, Every time that door closes and you feel it slams in your face, it is truly a window. Jump through that window. Go run with abandon. You can do this. Our future is going to be created by each and every one of us and what we do from this point forward, what we do in times of crisis, what we do after we build our resiliency as a nation, as a country, as the entire global um, world that we have, you know? So I would encourage my advice to everyone is do not look at this like you're a victim because you're not, you are so empowered. You have so much to give. So go out and shine and go do it. And I can't wait to see it. I love that. So I guess we should, we should also end with just a deep breath. Yes. Close your eyes. That felt good. It really did. 
you just release like all the everything. It's like it's better than it's better than a glass of wine sometimes, I'll tell you. Um well, let's not go that far. <laughs> um well Alka, this has been a pleasure. Um thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of We Are Everyone powered by Pivotal Moments. I'm your host, Jen Sherman. Um, we have Alka Dillon here. She is the CEO and founder of Technolink and also the author of Ohm Factor. You should definitely check that out on Amazon since I think we could always use a little, little bit of Ohm right now. Um, but again, thank you so much, Alka. Um, stay tuned for the release, everyone. This is our first episode. We'll be on iTunes, we'll be on Google, Play. We'll be on Spotify, YouTube, and we will catch you next time. Thanks so much.